that's something that maybe other women need to be more comfortable with as well to really try and change the dynamics because if nobody is comfortable with being the only woman in the room, then we're never going to have women in the room. Welcome to Revelations, the place where we communicate truth to power. I'm Cole Johnson, and I'm so glad you're able to join me. This next guest, how can I describe her? Well, she launched a fan project and it opened a way for her to become a media mogul. She traveled from continent from one continent to another in order to achieve her goals with eyes on and for even more. Now she plans on being the representative women need in the world of Hollywood. Ladies and gentlemen, the founder of SCH Entertainment and the president and senior talent manager of Mismanaged, Kathy Schenfeld. And this is her revelation. Kathy, welcome to Revelations. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much. How are you? I am doing fine. I'm doing great. Well, I'm glad that you're able to join me. And since you were a first-time guest, we do mm-hmm. this for every first-time guest. And we figure since uh, uh, we're trying to get to know one another, well, I think we need to open the way. <laughs> Now, in Open the Way, conversation starts when vulnerability enters a room. Now, you currently reside in California, but that is not where you were born and reared. Mm-hmm. Uh, you grew up in Argentina. So uh, how were your formative years there? Yeah, I grew up, honestly, in like such a small town to the very south of Argentina. It's super close to Antarctica. So very cold. You know, we have penguins um it's no there's really not much to do so i spent a lot of time honestly at home um my parents worked uh pretty much full time so i and i was an only child so you know i i had a lot of imagination and and i i was home a lot and i think growing up and being home a lot in in a town where there really wasn't much to do was kind of what allowed me to to seek, you know, other other things. Like I knew that I wanted to come to LA, and I, I always really just loved movies and and everything. So I think 
if I if I had probably you know been born in like a big city, like if you go to Buenos Aires or something like that, mm-hmm. maybe I wouldn't be here. So, hmm. okay. Small. <laughs> I don't know why I have the Journey song. Uh, don't stop believing. The beginning of it, <laughs> yeah, ringing in my head just now. But <laughs> that's good to know. Well, uh, you you spoke of how a little bit of your upbringing is. Uh, what type of people were slash are your parents? Um, my mom is a kindergarten teacher. She, so I like grew up around kids and, um, I didn't have any siblings growing up, but that really, um, you know, she, she just loved her job and she loved being around kids. And, um, I would always help her like come up with little stories and I would draw her books and like write little books for her so she could read to her kids during class. And that was like my favorite thing ever. And my dad, um, he was a businessman and he had a bunch of different companies throughout my life but for the for the most part the one that he had um most recently was he was starting a project to work in tourism with disabled people Mm -hmm. um because where i'm from we have a lot of really cool what do you call them like just natural um sites i guess that people come from all over the world to see so we have like this beautiful glaciers and we have a lot of really cool skiing opportunities so we have a lot of people coming to our town to do that but Mm -hmm. there's not really much available for people who don't you know who are in a wheelchair or are just not able to walk so um my dad was working on a project to kind of like help enable tourism for those people but he sadly passed away um about almost two years ago now so oh, my my condolences on that <laughs> it's okay uh, it's life it's life yeah yeah it is life and it's unfortunate that you lose beautiful people in your life and you have to get through it but mm-hmm. hopefully you can and you find ways to do that yeah and honestly you know i i always I just think that uh, I personally love talking about my dad and I always tell people when, you know, sometimes they, they get a little shaken up whenever I mention him and I'm like, no, please, like, I want to talk about him because everything that, you know, he left me and everything that I lived with him was such a beautiful experience that I want to share that. So um, I think, I think it's, as sad as it is, I think mm-hmm. the grief itself, you know, it's like it speaks for the love that he that he left. Wow. Wow, that is awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. I'm glad he made that type of impression upon you. That is mm-hmm. wonderful. Mm-hmm. That is absolutely wonderful. Okay, so uh, I, I think just in ear hustling, I think I heard your father was an entrepreneur. So uh, yes. How did being an owner become something you knew you wanted to do so early? I think my dad always, he always kind of, you know, he's always been working. He's always been hustling and and he had so many different companies throughout my life. Um, Some of them he ended up selling, some of them didn't work out. And I think seeing him jump from one thing to the other in search Mm -hmm. of what he really liked 
kind of made me realize that I didn't need to stick with a job that, you know, didn't make me happy and that I could be my own boss. And he never worked for anybody. And I always really admire that, you know, the fact that he he was his own boss and he didn't have to respond to anybody else. And I knew as like when I was 15, 16 and I started working, I said, you know, I, I never want to to be in a position where I have to report to somebody else in that capacity. So I knew that I had to have my own company if I wanted to do that. Wow. That early in life, man. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That, that is utterly impressive. Okay. All right. So what did you, what did you want to do uh, when you were becoming the woman that you are now? At the very beginning, I was very much into film. So for a second there, I was wondering if I was going to maybe go into film directing or producing. But I realized that for that, you need to have a lot of money. <laughs> That's one of the things, you know, if you want to get into film production and especially coming from a place where I came where there is no film industry whatsoever. Argentina has a smaller film industry but where I'm from there's absolutely nothing so to think of making it in Hollywood it's just moving there um without knowing anybody you know no contacts and no money that that was kind of impossible in a way and I also realized that I really like the whole process of coming up with the idea behind the scenes and like getting funding and you know trying to sell a story and trying to get other people on board so I started working with people who were already doing that, but from a side that I could do with what I had in Argentina, which was marketing, because I only needed a computer for that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that was kind of my way of getting into it without actually having to do it. Okay. Well, all right. Well, uh, you mentioned it a little bit. Uh, well, okay. So, so describe Argentina's quote, Hollywood, close quote. Oh my gosh, it's it's so small. Um, I think we have, I think mainly our thing is TV. So Buenos Aires is the capital. Um, we do have studios, but I, I do feel like our main thing is TV. So we do a lot of drama and we do a lot of like comedy, like sitcoms. We do a lot of live shows, mm -hmm. things like that, like daytime shows and like, you know, kind of like, um, like Jimmy Kimmel type shows at night. We have a lot of that but when it comes to film especially for expert we don't really do much at all so i think over you know the the, the past hundred years or so we've only ever had two films um compete at the oscars for for best foreign films so that tells you what kind of movies we're producing um but you know there's a lot of people that are really talented and i think the ones that um you know work hard and that they, they they definitely are able to get out of Argentina and do other things. Um, there's a girl right now that she's pretty young. I think she must be maybe 19, 20, um, who's an actress and singer. Her name is Maya Refico. And she's from Argentina, born and raised. Um, but she's now here. She's staring on the new HBO Max show, Pretty Little Liars. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like a pretty cool thing because you know i look at her and i'm like wow that's amazing like, i wish when i was 19 um you know like i i think it just 
sends a great message for anybody who might have those dreams of wanting to act or wanting to do something like that and being Hollywood, but you're like, well, you know, but I'm from a small town or like my country, we don't have those kind of opportunities. I think if you're good, if you're, if you're good at what you do, like there's, you know, there's a way for sure. back with more Kathy Schenfeld right after this. You have to learn to live with yourself before you can make a commitment of yourself to someone else. When you go to something that's already structured, like the church, I don't need to go in there thinking I'm the pastor. It's like already one set up, you know what I'm saying? It, was, it just had everything, but I learned, you know what I'm saying? I, everything I did, I learned from. So we look forward to seeing you same time, same place. Know that we love you, God loves you more. Continue to stay safe, do the right thing, stay out of trouble. Conversation that informs a community. Brothers of Legacy, every weekday morning, at 9 a.m. Eastern. What's on E. Dicka's mind? A and B, I'm going to see my way out of it. Because why? I don't care. I have a message for people who do nothing but complain about black people we can't change who we are you call the cops on me i think that every time you call the cop on someone on a false accusation your need to be a little bit punished bs3 network proudly presents a man with a lot to say and it's unabashed to say it. What's on E. Digger's mind? Sundays at 7.30 p.m. Central. Check your local listings for your viewing and listening pleasure. Public speaker and entrepreneur and writer, Kathy Schenfeld, joining me on Revelation. She has opened the way, and now it is time for her and for me as well to walk across the bridge to prosperity. Now, with the bridge to prosperity, this is linking childhood lessons to adult application. But let's be let's be completely honest. We're still sort of in your teenage life. So, (laughs) (laughs) well, what did your love of Twilight or the series of Twilight, Mm -hmm. the movies and TV shows that it produced? What did it produce with you when you were 16? I just wanted to be part of something. You know, I I just really, I was pretty shy, um, didn't have a lot of friends, and I had all these dreams of what I, what I wanted my life to be, 
Um, but I didn't, I didn't quite know how I was going to get there. And to me, Twilight, it, it wasn't, it wasn't so much about the books or the story itself. I think the community that I found of people who loved this thing as much as I did and who were passionate and, and were willing to start, start conversations and like they wanted to get involved. I made so many friends from that that i'm still friends with today um and they're you know they were online friends like many of them i haven't even met in real life but it's been over 10 years and we still talk pretty much every day and it's it's amazing i think the community that i got from it was what really made me want to keep doing it and also the fact that i didn't see it as a job it was something fun and it was something exciting and it made me feel like I was playing a key part in something that I that I knew was bigger than me. And I just really like that. Mm. Yeah, it's always important to have a a community behind you. And I think you feel more empowered mm-hmm. when that happens. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what were your first impressions with digital marketing? Because that basically is what you were doing. <laughs> Um, I didn't know that I was doing digital marketing. You know, right. when I, I was a 16 year old kid, I, I was, to me, it, it was a game. Um, it was never a job, even though I was getting paid. It didn't feel like I was doing it for a paycheck. You know, I, I was doing it because I liked it so much. And because it was something that I was a fan of, and it was passionate. And I think even when there were certain little things that maybe you know were a little harder it took a little bit of sacrifice on my end like I would stay up until three or four in the morning working with people who were in LA and then I would I would go to school at six in the morning so I would get two hours three hours of sleep and my my parents were they they were supportive but at the same time they didn't really understand what I was doing so they were a little like you know like what are you doing um and I think, you know, no, none of my friends at school, like the people that I saw on a day-to-day basis, really understood what I was doing. They didn't really see going anywhere. But I just, I always knew in the back of my head, I was like, I, I understand that you don't get it. But I think this is the future. Like, I think, you know, in the future, people are going to be doing this for a job. And this is going to open up doors for me. And I knew that the people that I was talking with and that I was connecting with were going to help in some way. And even just being able to say, like, I did this, even if I changed my mind and I said, well, you know what, I'm going to go into, I don't know, I'm going to be a lawyer, I'm going to be a doctor. Like, I knew that being able to say I did that was going to be rewarding in the future. So that's what I went with. But I never really knew that I was getting into digital marketing. I just knew that I was doing something cool with film and that it would somehow help build my resume. So it was it was definitely a cool experience. Yeah, I'm sure it was. I mean, it would be a cool experience. Now, as we have now matured into adulthood, I can imagine how much more, how much cooler it would be <laughs> if you're not out of high school yet. I totally understand that. Mm-hmm. All right. So. Just, just help me out here. Uh, obviously, uh, uh, you're, you're well versed in English. You grew up in a, of course, in a place where you spoke in Spanish. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you do this with one language, or did you do it with two? No, it was just English. It was English, and mm-hmm. yeah, back then it was, it was probably 
not as good as it is today. Um, I still obviously have an accent, but I think back then, look, I was looking back at um, some old, you know, the, the, the things that I would do, like tweets and stuff. And um, I was like, oh my goodness, the grammar was awful. Um, <laughs> but I had people working with me who were Americans. So they, you know, they would be able to catch those typos and um, kind of come in and edit. So I, it, it was good. I think they never really knew like the people that I was working with for um for the studio I don't think they ever knew that I was not in the U.S. so it was kind of like like they they just assumed I guess that I was from there and um which is it, it was always in English I think the bigger community was in English and even across you know when it's something that's worldwide like that even if the fans do not speak English from mm -hmm. in their original countries. Like everybody's trying to communicate in English because we all kind of understand that English is the universal language in that way. So mm -hmm. even if you have fans from other parts of Europe or South America or Asia, wherever it is, they all tend to still try and communicate in English. So we had fans from all over the world that, um, you know, we're, we're part of it and, and we interacted with and so it was really cool okay nice all right yeah wow the the power of you speaking that language nice <laughs> nice i'm uh, that makes me that makes me even more impressed with you okay all right so you did all of this and you started to see it catch on and you actually caught the ear of some of the biggest hollywood companies so uh how did you handle the attention, the pressure, or the uh, or the 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 newfound? Um, I, I guess the the newfound um, embracing of Hollywood, the place where you actually wanted to be all along. Um, I don't think I realized how big of a deal it was at the moment. I think that now looking back because I'm older and because I've been here and I've, I've seen how things work, I can look back on it and I can say, wow, like, holy crap, that was really cool. And, you know, that I was able to do that when I was so young. But at the time, I think to me, it felt very much like kind of like a fantasy in a way because yeah. I was living in a different world. Um, you know, I was... I was in high school. I, I was, like I said, I was making money, but I would still have to go to school in the morning and do my homework and listen to my parents. And none of my friends back home cared about it. Nobody cared about Twilight or what I was doing with them. So the fact that I was doing, I was part of something that I thought was really cool, but nobody else thought was cool, kind of like alienated that experience in a way. And it made me feel like I was kind of live in two lives so it never felt overwhelming um it was never something that i felt was my whole life because i was able to compromise light and like just driven you know like i said go to school and then come home and i would work so it was very much something that i um i think i, I took it very slow and, and easy and i think that was a great way to go because if I hadn't, I probably would be blown out by now. Ah, got you. Got you. Now, in, in doing research on you, I, you know, I was thinking, okay, she's 
she's vibrant. She's, you know, she's, she's an adult. She's still, still young. And, and I understand that you all, you know, that, that, that you have certain tastes. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I did not think I was going to find with you in that certain tastes is that you have a profound love of classical music. So why is that so yes. important to you? <laughs> Yes. So I, I did ballet when I was really little. Um, I, I think it was like two up to five or six. And then I quit because I, I didn't have the body for it. You know, I was a little, I started being a little overweight and they, you know, for, for ballet, you have to be very, very tiny and skinny and like tall and have a short frame and long legs. And I didn't have that body type. So um, it didn't work out for me, but I've always loved classical music and it just brings me such peace to listen to it. I listen to classical music when I'm working, um, when I'm doing yoga, like I stretch to that music and it just, it just, I guess, brings me um, a certain peace that I don't really find anywhere else. Kathy Schenfeld on the other side. Alicia. You can't hold somebody to that standard if you haven't voiced what you want and what you're needing from that. Mika. If you're not communicating expectations, you're waiting for your feelings to be hurt. Nicole. A lot of people don't want to take the time out to be alone and to get themselves together. Ivan. You got to be willing to work through stuff and from the jump street y'all done had problems, maybe you don't need to be working through those. BS3 Network proudly presents Queen 3 and King Podcast. Live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Central. Are you looking for something to do on your lunch break? Well, there's a show on the BS3 Network that has only four words to say to you. Central. Writer, entrepreneur, and public speaker Kathy Schenfeld is joining me on Revelations. 
She has uh, opened the way. She's walked across the bridge, and now it is time for her uh, to tell us her purpose. So we're going to get behind the purpose. And we're behind a purpose. This is the reason why we function the way we do. So I will just come out with this simple question. What is the W list? Okay, so that was my baby company. So that was my first company that I created. I was, I think, 18, 19. And I thought at the time, that the name was very clever because you know how we have A-list celebrities, so, you know, people who are at the top of their field. And I thought at the time when social media was just starting to become as prominent as it is today, that it would be a good idea to play with the words and get A-list celebrities to be on the W-list, as in on the web list, the top Mm -hmm. of the game, online. So that's where the name came from. And we honestly did a lot of really cool stuff. We work with amazing companies. We have worked with amazing talent. And it was the foundation for pretty much everything else that came after. Okay. I love how you said that baby company. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, well, what were the milestones that you were proud of that uh, your baby company achieved? Well, my first client, I think, was a really cool experience because I honestly just cold emailed everybody. I didn't have many contacts on the talent side. I had mainly brands and studios that I had worked with before. So when it came to talent, I just set out to send cold emails and just say, hey, like, this is my name. This is what I do. This is my company. Can we work with you? And... I must have emailed probably around 100 or 150 people um, on that first week. And Mm. the first yes that I got was from somebody that I thought at the time was kind of unreachable to me because I thought they were so cool. Um, And it was uh, this girl, Jama Styles, who is a blogger and writer and entrepreneur. And she, she was really cool. So I was so excited to work with her. Um, and she was my first yes, you know, and I, I always thought like now looking back, I'm like, wow, that was so cool that I was able to, to work with her. And it all just ha- came from a cold email. And I think one of the coolest moments also with her was when I got to go on, on um, location at Fox Studios here in LA to pitch a TV series. Um, to a room of like 30 men <laughs> and it was just me so that was pretty scary but it was such a cool moment and I feel really proud of myself that I got to do that when I was like 23. Okay well I'm glad you mentioned your your current resident uh, residency now so when did you move from Argentina to Los Angeles? I moved at the end of 2016. Mm. So it's 
it's been a minute um and i i think it's the best thing that i could have done for myself okay why did you create sch entertainment i wanted to have an umbrella company that allowed me i knew that i wanted to stay in entertainment but i wanted to have an umbrella company that allowed me to have little companies under and that didn't limit me to one thing so instead i i've always been very um i get bored with things very easily so i was like okay i want to have a management firm then i had the w list you do digital marketing but i said you know i i don't want to have to create different companies for every little endeavor that i do so with seh we're able to have different things under and if tomorrow i want to start a i don't know a record label or publishing company i can do that under seh and i just like the idea of living the door open to whatever opportunities may come so it's kind of yeah nice okay so a okay i got that nice all right all right so what are the advantages and challenges of being a woman entrepreneur? I think for, okay, so for myself, Mm -hmm. I think a challenge is, it's not just that I'm a woman, but that I'm an immigrant and that I'm Latina. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, it's, it, it feels a little harder to be taken seriously sometimes um, you know, and it's not just with men. Like, it's not just because you're a woman. I think it's just a combination of all of it. So, woman, if I'm if I'm dealing with somebody who is a white woman who was born and raised in LA and has worked here for whatever many years, um, I do still feel like I'm below her because it wow. feels like they just have this, you know superior thing that you just don't have because you're just not from here so for me that's what i feel more than being a woman um i've never really i'm very lucky that i've never really felt um i guess i've never felt discriminated or um like i wasn't given the same opportunity because i was a woman but i think it also has to do with the fact that most people working in marketing are women. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that's kind of what we're dealing with on a day-to-day basis. Um, and I think men are actually the minority in marketing. Um, yeah. And then I guess when it comes to advantages, I, well, for me, it's just, like I said, I not having a boss and being able to decide when and how I work and who I work with, you know, we, we get to choose our clients and, we work with people that we like and we get to choose our hours. We get to choose when we take vacation. Um, and I think that's something that I am so incredibly lucky to have because I know that it's not, it's not the standard for most people. So um, I think that's kind of the main, the biggest reward I guess for for taking that risk and saying like, okay, I'm going to start a company and see what happens. Right. Yeah. 
And I, I could understand how you would em, embrace it all, mm-hmm. <laughs> even channel the challenges into something positive and, of course, take the advantages and make the advantages even even better for you and mm-hmm. for whomever you represent. So I could totally understand yeah. how you would look at it that way. Yeah. So I noticed also that you studied or studied in, in a certificate fashion different uh, different lanes of the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, what did go into certain schools like UCLA, like Harvard, uh, what did they do for you in terms of having you be a, a better representative for others? Yeah, I think honestly, I've been taking courses since I first realized that I could, mm-hmm. um, it's, you know, a lot of schools have stuff that. You can do online that's free and it's accessible to pretty much anybody who has a computer and speaks English. So I've been doing I've been doing classes and courses and certificates from home since I was like 18. Um, And some of them you have to pay for. Some of them are free. But I think it's such a fantastic way to learn a new skill. And even if it's something that you might think, you know, it's. It's, you know, you, you get the academic, you know, leg to go with it. And I, I think that's fantastic. Um, I've done a couple of things with Harbor Online and um, it didn't, there doesn't really feel like the experience of going to school because you're not on campus or going to a physical class, but you still have classmates online. You still have a teacher and instructor and, um, you know, you still have assignments and homework and things like that. So it, it's great you know I learned so much but I think UCLA for me was definitely that one um like real American college experience in a way because mm-hmm. I went there for about two years year and a half and I was on campus and I went to class three times a week and I met so many amazing friends um, but I also made really good connections with my instructors and like all the professors and like guest speakers. And it was honestly amazing. Um, I did music business because I felt like to me, music was the one thing that I knew nothing about. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like I was pretty well versed in marketing and just entertainment business in general, like acting, you know, modeling, all of that. I felt like I could. I could get a good grasp on, but music and music business and like all the things that come with it, like publishing, licensing, saying like all, I knew nothing about that. So Mm. I went to school and I learned everything. And besides obviously gaining the knowledge, that was pretty cool. I met so many amazing friends. So it was, it was a really good experience. We'll have more with Kathy Schoenfeld after the break. This is Revelations. Of course, Steph Curry. Tim Anderson. Jordan Alvarez. And it's caught. 
Debo Samuel with the catch. Michael Jordan can sense the fro just got the king. BS3 Network, the hottest of hot takes, the coldest of cold hard facts. This is Snowman in the Morning with Cole Johnson. Weekdays at 8 a.m. Eastern. Check your local listings for your viewing and listening pleasure. This is a BS3 Network presentation. Politics. They'll write the law, but they'll enforce it differently. Is that going to apply both ways? Religion. God never said that we can't reason together. Matter of fact, he said, let us sit and reason together. Relationship. I believe that everybody wants and needs somebody. From a man's perspective. They say, girls, if I put some polish on that and get him to some, buy some different clothes, girl, he could be a winner, winner, chicken dinner. Joined a thought engineer. There's nothing wrong with me developing my piece and you developing your piece, but understand the goal is to come together. And comedian John Yogi. Negro, I don't need you putting on no chapstick up there in the pulpit. You do that over there in your chair. Get ready for. Live every Monday at 7 p.m. Central. You want to watch these interviews commercial free? Well, now you can. Revelations is on Patreon. Become a patron today. Writer, entrepreneur, and public speaker, Kathy Shenfeld, joins me on Revelations. She has opened the way. She has walked across the bridge. She has given us the purpose and the reasons to why she is who she is. Now it is time to bring all of that to light. Now, all of us shine in a unique way. And, of course, Kathy, you are of no exception. So when was Mismanaged born? And what is the overall vision of the platform? Mismanaged was born, I think, in September. I think first week of September of 2019. And the reason why I had to wait until 2019 was because I had to wait until I was done with college um, in order to be able to start the company because of, you know, all the really fun visa paperwork stuff that we have to deal with. So I had to wait until that, um, until I had the green light to go. So Mismanage was born as a talent management company. I always knew that my ultimate goal was to work with talent and to help other people honestly just make their dreams come true as cheesy as it sounds that is the most rewarding thing for me being able to help somebody get to where they want to be and i always think you know 
looking back to every time we meet somebody on that first meeting, we ask them, what do you want to do? What's your ultimate goal? What's your dream? And they will list, you know, three, five things that they want to accomplish in the next five years. And we usually get to do those things. So when they get to accomplish those dreams, or even if it's just like little goals of saying like, oh, I want to be on a magazine cover and we get to do that, it just feels so incredible and so rewarding to look back and say okay we got that person there hmm. okay all right so uh okay i'll ask this why do you enjoy uh guiding people in terms of where they would like to go or where they should go on their entertainment journey i think i've always i mean i've always loved working with people because it's a combination of, for once, I, like I said before, you know, just knowing that I can help them, that I have the resources and the knowledge and the tools to help them get to where they want to be. But then on the other hand, I'm also a very analytical person. So I really enjoy thinking very analytically about the process and saying, like, okay, this is actually you know, these are the steps, this is what we need to do, this is the timeline, this is how we get there. And I honestly just really enjoy crafting that and, you know, taking somebody's dream and making a clear path for it. I think it's it's so rewarding and it's so satisfying when you finally get there. Mm. Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. All right, so if you have to pick a lane in entertainment that you prefer, mm-hmm. uh, in terms of not necessarily consuming, but in terms of managing, uh, which would it be? Would it be music? Would it be act uh, Hollywood and acting or representing an actor or a director? Would it be a recording artist? Uh, would it be a model? Which, which lane would you like most or do you like most in managing people's careers? Yeah, I think, Right now, what I'm what I'm enjoying the most at this stage of my life is working with influencers and content creators. But yeah, it's it's a very um, fulfilling feel right now, just because the market is always growing and expanding, and there's so many new opportunities every day. Mm -hmm. However, I think down the down the line, I'll probably try to stick to music. I think working with a new artist from the ground up and build them up it's just incredible it's a lot of hard work it's definitely the one that takes the most work as a manager mm-hmm. but i also think it's the most rewarding one mm. i can understand that to that end what is guests only Ooh, okay so guests only is a platform that i've been working on for a few months my goal with it is to create a community for women that feels organic and it feels like a safe space and it helps connect with people that you wouldn't normally connect with. And I think the reason why I decided to pursue this is I felt like LA lacks connection on a personal level. I feel like when you meet somebody here, you know, at an event or even through an introduction with a friend it feels very transactional and very superficial and it's always about like what do you do and what can you do for me and I hate that I hate that so much so I wanted to create something that 
would allow women who are in the entertainment industry or you know tech and beauty but who live in LA and who are looking to connect with other people that they might not necessarily have the means to connect with otherwise and start conversations that have nothing to do with what you're doing or you know your next project like I want to have deep conversations and just really create those meaningful connections that you can't find anywhere else so that's that's what I've been working on and hopefully it'll be ready sometime in the fall okay and uh when did you feel as though it was important for you to actually take up that cause and be a champion of women in the entertainment industry I feel like I've always been I've always been one in a way you know I I think even back when I was 16 and I didn't really know what I was doing or I didn't know that it was going to lead somewhere, I still very much was super conscious that I was a young woman and that I was claiming a spot in an industry that is mainly male dominated. And I was okay with that. (laughs) I knew that, you know, it it wasn't always going to be easy and it it wasn't going to be the smoothest road but i i liked it and i was i was cool with with having you know i was cool with being the only woman in the room um and i think that's something that maybe other women need to be more comfortable with as well to really try and change the dynamics because if nobody is comfortable with being the only woman in the room then we're never going to have women in the room so Mm. you know i i really really like that and um it's something that i i try to fight for Mm. so you love to stand out you love to be literally unique Mm -hmm. okay (laughs) another problem with that nothing of no problem with that at all i love that all right so if i were to be a client of yours Mm-hmm. Uh, and okay say if i uh am a recording artist uh what would i benefit from your tutelage or direction i would say that we me and the other managers that i work with we really care about our clients as people and not products mm-hmm. um a lot of companies in LA who work with artists or actors, influencers, they have so many that you just become a number. And that is everything that I do not want to be. So for us, we really care about our clients as people. We are friends with our clients. We talk to them 24 seven. We are always available. And most importantly, we want to create a relationship of trust and not just something that's like strictly professional because if they need somebody who is going to just you know come in and be like yeah this is a good deal then they need a lawyer but for me it's more about like okay what are you going through how can we help you what can we do for you and it's it's about you know it's 360 it's not just about your career or what you're working on right now but rather you know your entire um life and every aspect we have girls who um had clients who you know they'd be like oh like i broke up with my boyfriend and i'm really upset and we'll be like okay like let's talk you know like i'll be your therapist if you need me to be your therapist this week um and i really like that i think 
that were very personable and we really care about creating that safe space where they feel seen and they feel like they have a team of people that actually care. Mm. Yeah. It's great to know that the business aspect of somebody who handles the business aspect of things in Mm -hmm. that career, that they have a personal touch with you and they feel Mm -hmm. as though, okay, your success is mine too. And we're, and we're able and we're actually willing to be glad to celebrate your wins and, uh-huh. Yeah, we'll even feel the punches too that that land on your yeah. chin as well. Mm-hmm. That's a good, 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 good way of of representing somebody. Yeah. So you asked this of clients. I guess I'll ask this of you. All right. So all of this, I mean, mismanaged, and of course, uh, earlier W list and and the mothership, so to speak, the SCH Entertainment Company, and soon to come guests only what is the ultimate goal and what is the what what would you say is the would be the uh mount everest moment for kathy schinfeld i think i want to be able to have different companies and different projects and endeavors that allow me to be creative in some way while also allowing to delegate work to other people that I work with, that I trust, that are that I have trained, um, and to honestly just be able to live a pretty comfortable life. Like I definitely want to have children in the in the future, and um, I really love to travel. So I think you know, for me, all the hard work that I'm doing now and that I've been doing since I was 16 is to lay the foundation so that I can enjoy and delegate in the near future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and being married to an, uh, to a female entrepreneur myself, I fully understand that. And you almost sound mm-hmm. just like her really when you say those things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's, that's the goal. So. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a good goal. And I, I and continue to shoot for it because I believe you get there probably mm-hmm. sooner than most people would think and realize. Uh, yeah, you definitely bring light to so many people, and uh, just keep that light shining. Public speaker, entrepreneur, manager, and all-around talent in the managerial fields of Hollywood, Kathy Schenfeld joins me on Revelations. And we have come to the point in our show where in Ode of De La Soul, we are going plug tuning. And this is where the guest gets a chance to plug or promote anything on his or her heart's desire. Of course, this is a her. And so, Kathy, I will now cede the floor to you. The floor is yours. Whatever you want to plug, go right ahead. Yeah. So if anybody wants to visit our website, it's schentertainment.com. And then it's mismanagela.com for 
our talent management company. And you can find me on Instagram at Kat Schoenfeld. It's with a K. Mm-hmm. Something over to see, but it's with a K. So Kat Schoenfeld. Okay. So K-A-T. Gotcha. Yes. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you have it here. Author and entrepreneur, entrepreneur. public speaker, Kathy or Kat Schenfeld. Thank you so much for joining me on Revelations. Thank you. Those are phrases spoken to someone who's growing in their adulthood, but it's not age-appropriate in action to many. With Kathy Schenfeld, none of those phrases apply. She can be described in the entertainment management field as a veteran, and she has not approached her 30th birthday yet. Remarkable for such a business powerhouse still growing into her own. The Bible says she considers a field and buys it. With the fruit of her hands, she plants a vineyard. Whether it's SCH Entertainment, Mismanaged, The W List, or even Guests Only, Kathy's grasp of entertainment business at such a young age is outstanding. Sometimes we question if the future is in good hands. With someone like Kat Schenfeld, the future will be just fine. Many thanks to Kathy Shenfield for giving us her perspective on life. And why don't you join us every Tuesday on YouTube or wherever you or wherever you find this on BS3 Network and other places where you will see a different person being interviewed each and every week. For changing the world one conversation at a time. I'm Cole Johnson, and this has been Revelations. tuning into Revelations. To download this episode, go to Acast and type Revelations. For apparel, go to Spring and type Revelations. Music by Lakey Inspired. Inspired.